history, our first goal. This is the Originals Podcast. I'm Sam Lane. Thank you for tuning in. In this fifth episode of Series 2, we meet Gabby Seymour, a tiger who might just have dibs on having taken the most celebrated mark ever in the AFL Women's League. It's a big call, but we'll talk about it more in the pod to come, and you be the judge. Regardless, Gabby is an ex-national volleyballer turned Aussie rules footballer on the undisputed rise. Before we meet her, a rapid take on why this podcast exists. The Originals is being made to help record a landmark happening for all time. Say what? I'll fill you in. When the most supported sports club in Sports Mad Australia fields an elite women's team for the first time, it has super meaningful ripple effects. That's what happened when the Australian Football League's present-day powerhouse club entered the AFL's elite competition for women in 2020. That club is the Richmond Tigers. A club that boasts more paid up members than any other in Australia. A club that has existed for 136 years and up until last year had only ever been a home for fully fledged or hopeful male sporting champions. Last year, Richmond Football Club became inclusive in a way it was previously not able to. It did this by gaining entry to the AFL's AFL Women's Competition, a national league that was launched in 2017. Now that Richmond has an AFLW licence and team, grown women can play under the AFL's banner representing the famous yellow and black. Young girls can now do more than merely dream about following in their bootsteps. There are 13 episodes of the originals already banked. You'll find them all wherever you get your podcasts and on richmondfc.com.au. I'm so happy to say that this second series of the originals has a sponsor. It's Wise Employment, which exists to help people who have employment barriers, including mental illness and disability, find meaningful work. Find out more at wiseemployment.com.au or call 1-800-685-105. Now, drumroll please, maestro, before we meet our subject today, who was the number 28 for Richmond. Gabby Seymour turned up to her first footy talent ID trial, minus footy boots, but she showed enough to be invited back and was eventually put on the Tigers' VFLW list. Gabby worked and worked, studying what was to her the largely foreign game of Aussie rules footy with the same application that's made her a qualified physiotherapist. Before Richmond's 2020 debut in the AFLW big time, Gabby's dedication was rewarded with a promotion to the Tigers' AFLW list. She played her first AFLW game on the same unforgettable night that Richmond did. Incredibly, Gabby went on to finish third in the Tigers' first AFLW best and fairest count after playing every game. Her dad, Peter, is a huge fan of the originals, hi Pete, and he has every right to be bursting with pride about the 24-year-old footballer who is not only a favourite in the inner sanctum at Punt Road, but also improving with every passing day. Let's meet her. Right now, as I'm staring into my computer screen, I can see the smiling, healthy, happy-looking face of Gabby Seymour. Gabby, welcome to the originals. And I think I just have to start 
somewhere very serious first. Does anyone ever call you Gabrielle? I think there's about one person, maybe two people outside my mum and dad who go with Gabrielle, but yeah, normally I tell them off if they get Gabrielle, so it's only when I'm in trouble. Excellent. You heard it here first on the originals. The other burning issue, Gabby, that I cannot I cannot even talk about your early childhood, your life and times, your meteoric rise into AFLW, your physiotherapy career. I cannot talk about this before I go straight to the major issue, which is your mark. The mark that you took in round three of AFLW, you were next to Stacey Livingston, you took a brilliant mark, and then tell us what happened next after you took this mark. Well, I feel like I can't really remember, to be honest, after the mark. Like, you know when you sort of say something out loud and then you're like, oh, no, like I'm speaking out loud. It was kind of like that, but it was a reaction. And I think I've seen that video like 40,000 times since. (laughs) But, yeah, I actually, between the mark and then like being on the mark, like obviously I didn't kick the goal. um, I actually can't really remember that, that little period. Like I watched it back and I was like... I just can't remember this. It's been a a really interesting thing, like hearing some people say, oh, gosh, you know, who celebrates a mark? Like you celebrate a goal. I absolutely loved it. I've watched it a thousand times. So if you've added on the views, I think like it's got six and a half thousand views on Twitter already. (laughs) (laughs) When when you look back on it, it, how how do you feel about it, even though you can't remember it? Uh, How do you feel about that you've been the topic of discussion about is it cool to celebrate a mark or is it uncool even if it is kind of cool? Oh, it's definitely uncool. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, well, I guess, like, what was going through my head was, like, because I've never played up full – I haven't played that much footy, but I've never really played forward before. Um, And, like, the coach kind of said, you know – Gab, we're going to put you up forward, like, you know, start of the second quarter. And I'm like, all right, yep, no worries. Just got to get a touch. And then, of course, like I'm lining up on Stacey Livingston, who's a a bit of a jet defender. Um, So I'm thinking, okay, you know, like, let's just see what happens. And I can remember the ball sort of coming in the air. And I think, yeah, Stacey sort of like read the ball up the ground a little bit. And I thought I was like, oh, I reckon she's misread this. I think this is just going to come out the back a little bit. Um... And yeah, it just felt like I just put my arms up and then the ball was in my hands. And I was like, oh my God, the ball. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely, yeah, wasn't meant to come out that way. I think about two seconds later, I had the thought, oh my God, like you're on television, Gab. Like, this is so not cool. But yeah, it's a bit late for that now. <laughs> I think it, it also begs the question before we leave the topic, what are your friends uh family coaches and teammates saying about the hashtag mark <laughs> um they've well I had about 40 unread messages like when I got off the track from the game to start off with but um no nah, they've all been super positive like I guess it was kind of a cool thing out of the weekend because, you know, there was a bit in the media about, you know, should women's footy be going ahead and that sort of thing, given Melbourne is in a lockdown at the moment. But I guess like, you know, we always say that we kind of play for the moments and, you know, I I guess that moment for me was just like a really exciting moment and I didn't quite express it how I wanted to but you know family and friends have sort of said like how happy it made them to kind of see you playing with joy and really enjoying being out there so no they've been super positive um 
I think I might be copping a fine from my teammates for, for the reaction and then not kicking the goal, but no, I'll cop that. I'll take it in my stride. <laughs> if you know what was going through my head, you know, like there was no arrogance or anything like that behind it. It's just, oh, I can't believe I got the footy. Like, what do I do next? So, yeah, no, I'm not too faced by any of it. We need to go to the fact that, and you mentioned it in this, you actually haven't played a whole lot of footy and this story of yours is just so remarkable. You played six games last season starting uh, as a VFLW listed player essentially but getting a, a promotion that we'll revisit and then played six excellent AFLW games for the Tigers and finished third in the best and fairest and this year you've played three of three so far. You tell us, when did you actually pick up the footy for the first time? When did you first even learn to kick? And then we'll go back to what you were doing before that. I didn't really grow up in much of a footy family or anything like that. Like, I've always been a Richmond supporter, but, you know, a a very much, you know, didn't know a lot what was going on Richmond supporter. So I think it was the end of 2018. Um, I literally just came across a, a trial for like um for women's vf or richmond's vflw program and yeah i hadn't played any footy before that but i've just kind of always been a bit like oh i'll give it a go see where this kind of rolls and i had been sort of watching the aflw space in the background and seeing what some girls had been getting up to and i thought oh that that does look pretty cool because uh, i guess i've come from more of a volleyball background and played like pretty high level volleyball um, within Australia and that sort of thing. Um, but the opportunity to be like a professional sportsman in volleyball is fairly limited. So kind of seeing like the opportunity to, to go down that pathway, even if it was in another sport, I just kind of thought like, oh, you know, I'll see what happens. Um, so I went along to this trial day and <laughs> I do remember like on the trial thing, it said, you know, you should um, make sure you bring runners and boots and I saw that and I didn't have boots and I was like, well, they can't really be like that important anyway. So I just rocked up in my runners and I thought there'd be a lot of girls who were kind of like that, you know, just sort of come along, see how it goes. But everyone else had boots (laughs) Um, and everyone else seemed like they were a lot better than I was. But yeah, I just had a bit of a a run around on the track. Um, I think I was pretty pretty terrible but um, I think they kind of recognized they must have seen something that they liked and said you know we know you haven't played a lot of footy um, come along to we'll extend an invitation for you to train up till Christmas with us so, and just kind of see what happens um, so yeah I went along to that and started learning to, to kick a footy and that sort of thing a lot of time with some assistant coaches on the sides and yeah Christmas then got extended to the pre-season and then the pre-season then got extended to like a spot on the VFLW list um, and I went before I like I played at VFLW I went back and played just a couple of games of local footy down at the basin um, which was yeah really good fun and that was kind of yeah the first time I'd I'd played and I can't remember what round it was exactly but I then got a call up to play up in the Northern Territory um our ruck at the time had injured her knee so yeah I got the call up to go up there and um yeah had an absolute blast had a ball and a couple of games later got got signed as a rookie. What month of what year do you think you played your first four-quarter match of footy? I would say March 
or yeah, probably March of 2019. So about two years ago. Yeah. Wow. That is, it's phenomenal. And I love this kind of detail. How did you even see the advertisement for the come down to Richmond and trial? I think it was just because I was like, I'd liked the Richmond Facebook page and yeah, it was kind of by chance, I guess. I just, yeah, came across it in my newsfeed. <laughs> it is so great. And you, uh, you've revealed yourself to be very, very humble already. I think a couple of times you just kind of casually said that you used to play a bit of volleyball. You represented Australia as a junior in volleyball. Am I right? Yeah, yep, yep. I, I did get to play a tour or two. <laughs> Tell us why you didn't want to pursue that. Um, well, I guess the volleyball scene kind of in Australia, um, and it's even changed in the couple of years since I've played footy, but kind of at the time um, you, you have your national league, so sort of where you play, you know, Victoria plays Queensland or New South Wales and that sort of thing, um, to play internationally it's it's a you kind of have to self-fund your way there to to be playing that um at the time there was no ais program or anything like that um it's just kind of girls you know you might have a training camp before a tournament and that sort of thing but other than that you kind of are quite independent and if you do want to go down that really truly professional route uh, a lot of the time you do have to go overseas so girls through go through the college systems or they go and play like in the european leagues and get contracts that way um and that's just probably something I wasn't willing willing to do it at the time. Like I absolutely love volleyball and I miss it and hope to go back to it, you know, at a lower level and that sort of thing. But to be able to it for it to be a career, you kind of do have to make some pretty massive life changes. And that was just not something that I wanted at the time. Could you tell me in your experience and, and expertise and developing expertise um, in footy about the difference and maybe some of the similarities, what you're bringing from volleyball that's really helping with footy? Um, well, I guess the one one thing that's pretty different about volleyball compared to footy is like footy's uh, like a 360-degree sport versus volleyball is more like a 180 kind of, you know, the ball's sort of always coming, coming up and back at you from that. Um yeah, you touched on it before in the sense that like the the aerial skills and that sort of thing that I've learned from volleyball, I feel have been able to apply really well to football. Um, and even just things like being able to read the ball in the air and that sort of thing, that's probably something I felt I, I could transition quite well. And um, it's been, I mean, it is good in the sense like playing a high level of another sport. I think you kind of learn the skills in terms of the discipline um, and, you know, the practice and the hours that you kind of have to put in. I think that's something that I've been able to bring over football to football and why I might have been able to succeed, you know, more quickly than some other girls is because, like, I've, I've worked pretty hard at it as well and, you know, put a lot of hours and time into it away from the track to learn those skills and those development sort of side of things that, you know other girls have grown up with a footy in their hands since the time they were five or they could walk or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it does take, well, it's taken me, I guess, a lot of work away from, you know, just the track to, to be able to develop that. Um, 
obviously the contact side of footy as well is a, a pretty big difference. But in volleyball, you do spend a fair bit of time on the ground, like in terms of diving to get a vol and, and that sort of thing. So I don't know. It was kind of one of the exciting things I think about footy was like, oh, like you're actually allowed to, you know, tackle other people and, you know, that contact element is actually allowed. Um yeah, it's probably been one of the things that I've really enjoyed, you know, in the difference between the two sports as well. Just a short pause here to tell you about the first sponsor of the Originals podcast. It's Wise Employment, a Melbourne-based, Australian-owned, not-for-profit organisation that's been helping Australians for nearly 30 years. Wise's ultimate vision is to inspire, transform and enable people to realise their potential. WISE pushes for diversity and inclusion in Australian workplaces and it helps people with employment barriers like mental illness and disability to find meaningful work. WISE's partnership with Richmond's AFLW team is motivated by WISE Employment's particular dedication to supporting women athletes and empowering women in all aspects of life. WISE has a Richmond office and over 100 others across Victoria, New South Wales, Tasmania, South Australia, Queensland and the Northern Territory. The friendly team at WISE Employment would love to meet you and discuss how they can help you find employment or help find the right fit for your team. Visit wiseemployment.com.au or call 1800 685 105. And tell them, if you like, that you heard about WISE thanks to the Richmond Footy Club and the Originals podcast. And now, back to our chat with Gabby. I get the feeling that something you're also loving about Aussie rules, Gabby, is that it's sort of the way I recognise in a lot of athletes, actually, they love sort of nutting out a sport. They get obsessed with wanting to get really good at it and better and better. And I can sort of see it in your face, I think, and hear it in your voice. Is that, is that accurate? You're finding this whole thing almost like a puzzle and you're um, learning and you're getting really good results, which I guess feels really good. It reinforces that, you're on the right track and you're doing good things. Uh, is that sort of how it feels to you? Yeah, definitely. I I kind of like to consider myself like a student of the game at the moment and I am quite like a studious person. So it kind of has felt like at times it's almost like learning a subject at school and that sort of thing. And I think I've kind of taken that approach to, to my game, you know, really before the game after game trying to analyze and learn and yeah I've absolutely loved that side of things because I think with volleyball because that was a sport I played since I was sort of 11 or 12 so you know obviously that you can always get better and you're always learning but you know you do sort of hit a point where you feel like you're in a bit of a comfort zone Um, and then I've sort of thrown myself into the football world and it's just like you know, you're literally learning everything from scratch, which I've absolutely loved because you can't, well, it's harder to get into bad habits because, you know, I was so lucky to be training with an elite team right from the start. So you get taught these elite habits and don't have to overrule or overcorrect. Or if a coach says, go there or change this, you're like, yeah, no worries. Like, I don't know any better. So it's really easy to adapt. So could you tell us from that point, uh, 
the experience of what you're doing in 2019 and then what happens uh, because it, we've also got some very compelling video evidence around what happens. But just paint the picture with your words, please, about um, how we get to that day. I think I remember, so in terms of when I got my first VFLW call up, I remember like being at work and like this, like we had an important meeting and I saw um, my coach's name flash up on my phone. And, you know, you kind of always, Thursday is always selection day. So it's either a good phone call or a bad phone call coming through. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to take this. Like I'll, I'll step out of the room and take it. And he said on the phone, you know, we've got some good news and we've got some bad news. Um, I'll start with the bad news. Uh, you're not playing this weekend, but you're going to Darwin next weekend, which was where like our first game was. And like you always want to be, especially in the uh, the VFLW, you don't always get that opportunity to travel with your teammates and that sort of thing either. So being selected for a travel game is like super exciting. Um, and yeah, I went up there and I think... You know when you just like you have no expectations, you're just so excited for the opportunity. Like I don't know what I was doing, but yeah, it was just kind of like see ball get ball and yeah, managed to have a really good game up there on my debut. Um and yeah, kind of had a, a couple more good games um in the following weeks, but in terms of when I got found out I got elevated to the AFLW, um <laughs> I actually remember because we had a meeting like earlier that day or whatever, which was almost like a performance review sort of thing about, you know, where, how you think you're going and that sort of thing. And Tommy and Kate and Parks were in the room and stuff. And, you know, they were saying, you know, we're loving what we're seeing. Keep, keep doing your work and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, we, I actually asked about rookie spots because I sort of knew about that category and I was like, I'm, I'm just sort of wondering about what your thoughts, you know, like what, what's the plan kind of in that space? How, how will we find out? What do you need to see and stuff? And they're like, do you think you deserve for it to be in consideration for that spot? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'd like to be, but <laughs> yeah, they they were kind of trying to bait me into it a little bit. But yeah, so later that night we um, sort of had our full team meeting um, and they actually announced a couple of girls who had been officially signed to our AFLW list. Um, and then they said, now we've got one more announcement. Um, we're actually really excited to announce our first rookie signing. Um, and they're a cross coder. And in the, like in my head, I was actually thinking, I was like, I'm so mad at you guys. Like you just told me in an interview, you're not signing any rookies yet. You're waiting and seeing what's going to happen. And they said, you know, Lauren's been up at um, Albury, like doing some scouting on the weekend and that sort of thing. And I'm thinking, oh, it's some bloody basketballer or, you know, someone's <laughs> taken my spot. Um, and they said, oh, we've actually got them here to, to meet us. Um, you know, do you want us to bring them in? Um, and they brought them into the room and it was my partner at the time. And I was kind of like, why are you here? I have <laughs> like, it just did not click to me at all. And yeah, there's a good video and you can sort of see in my head, like the cogs ticking over. It's about, you know, five seconds before I realized, 
oh my god, like I'm the rookie, I'm the person that they've um they've signed and yeah, as video has shown through a couple of occasions now, I'm not particularly good at hiding my emotions. I tend to react very much at a surface level and yeah, just so much excitement, just disbelief because yeah, um, I remember like earlier in the year when I'd actually gone back to volleyball um, and had to tell them like I'm not going to be playing this year like I'm, I'm going to follow footy and that sort of thing and I'd been captain of the club and stuff for, for years and it was actually really hard like it was a really emotional kind of experience um, and I, I'd said to my, my partner that night in the car I was like I have to make AFLW like I that was so hard to go through. Like I have to get to the stage that I get myself a spot on the list. And yeah, just for, for that to come true was, yeah, just about as good as I can remember feeling. Yeah, it was awesome. That VFLW debut, I scribbled down the stats, 18 touches and 32 hit outs. And then, you know, you don't just get promoted to the AFLW list. You play six games and you end up finishing third in the club best and fairest. And I know the club didn't have a win last year, but it still had very, very good players on its list. And here you are, you know, with with a tiny amount of experience, but all the drive and focus and commitment in the world getting this kind of result. I mean, that must feel really motivating in a in an ongoing sense, Gabby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll, I feel like extremely lucky that we had such an amazing sort of support team last year. Well, not just last year, but we've got such an amazing support team at the Tigers. But uh, that's something I've absolutely loved about the program is that you know, right from the get-go, they've always set out to be elite and to be, you know, at that top standard and you want to get better, then great, we'll provide the opportunities and the resources. So it was kind of like as much as I was willing to give, they were willing to give back to me. And yeah, that's just allowed me to, you know, accelerate my development and that sort of thing over the last last couple of months. And With a lot of people who have grown up playing footy, I might ask, who did you idolise growing up, which player or which players? I think it might be more appropriate with you to ask you which coaches or which coach, even if you can narrow it down, be it a line coach or just someone you've met along the way um, who's given you some real advice or attitude um, counsel that's stuck with you that's made a difference for you. Oh, well, one of our one of our coaches, sort of in the VFLW and, and the first part of the AFLW season, Jacob Thompson, he was just put so much time and an abundance of effort into me, and yeah, I've got a really great relationship with him. But um, yeah, he's very much of a similar attitude in the sense that you get out what you put in, and you know, he really supported that attitude of being a student of the game and being alert, like continue learning. It, it is just like school in some senses and, yeah, you've got to put that time in to learn and understand to then make yourself the best player that you can be as well. So on that, there'll be people listening thinking, goodness, like I'd love to be a student of the game and maybe being a student of the game would help me learn and I only have to look at Gabby at Richmond, Gabby Seymour, to, to see that it's possible what do you do that we don't see behind the scenes as a student? Do you watch a lot of footy? Do you read even? Do you have phone conversations? 
Um, so actually COVID like lockdown was a little bit of a blessing in that sense. So um, I did have access to a lot of different like games and um, was able to watch back, you know, footage of some of the great both AFL and AFLW kind of players. Um, KB was really helpful with, you know, doing some vision work and sort of helping to understand, you know, those layers behind that. Um, Nathan Chapman, um, one of our coaches, is the other one who, yeah, really helped in terms of putting that time in and just, you know, unlocking not just what was happening or what should happen in this situation, but, you know, what are all the things that, that could happen and there's not necessarily a right or wrong, but just understanding how, how the game kind of plays out. Um in terms of other things I do away from here, like extra sessions, like I'm definitely known for, for doing some extras. Um, I love the gym, I come from a physio background as well. So I'm lucky that I've kind of got the, the knowledge to help support myself in what I need to do to, to make myself the best athlete possible or the best football athlete possible. Um, yeah, extra touch. I got a border collie at home um, and he loves football. So I kick the footy with him in the backyard pretty regularly. And yeah, so that's kind of two birds with one stone, that one. <laughs> Amazing. You mentioned physio. Uh, just tell us about your, your work. You, you're at a clinic in Eltham, I believe, which is where you grew up back in motion. Yeah. In Pilates, and you're a trained physio. Yeah, yep, yep. So did my four-year university degree straight out of high school and that was one of the reasons I probably didn't want to pursue volleyball overseas and that sort of thing at that time was I actually really liked physio and really enjoyed my course but yeah work's awesome I, I do a, I spend a lot of time in the rehab space so um, I'm really like bones um, in particular so I do a lot of work with uh, women with osteoporosis and osteopenia um, around strength training building you know bony development balls balance um, it's pretty much getting you know 40 50 60 year old women deadlifting squatting lifting heavy weights um, to to prevent you know falls and adverse effects of those conditions down the line so yeah I'm kind of always in that that strength and conditioning kind of space which I love wow and motivating other people I feel motivated even talking to you Gabby. I'm serious I want to like punch a ball or something or lift like a dead weight style <laughs> you can tell I don't do it by the way I actually talk about it I have to get you down yeah for sure <laughs> so um how much has the fixture coming out as it is at the moment because of COVID, which we all accept is just what we have to all roll with. Is that affecting you in a career sense? Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit. It is it is pretty challenging. The The week-to-week fixturing at the moment is not ideal, but, you know, I completely understand and recognise that, you know, it's, it's kind of just what we have to have to do at the moment. But it does make it a bit challenging in the sense that, you know, you're looking at your next week in advance and you're like, well, Am I going to be here on Thursday, Friday? Am I traveling? Am I training? Um, so it does make, you know, sort of rebooking people the next week and that sort of thing pretty challenging. But again, I'm very lucky that work is super supportive and I've got a, a pretty loyal base of clients as well who, yeah, are understanding and happy to work around that. But yeah, I'll, I'll be very happy when the days of, you know, this is the fixture, this is when you're trading, when that sort of goes back to some normality as well. <laughs> I did learn in researching for this that you can apparently name any breed of dog. <laughs> <laughs> true, true or false? 
Well, I've, I've been tested out on this a little bit recently because people keep on showing me pictures of their dog and being like, what breed is this? And it's some cross between, you know, a Rhodesian and a Schnauzer or whatever it is. So I, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've sort of put myself under the bus on that one. Maybe I'm not as good as what I've talked myself up to be. <laughs> if you were to describe what you are now part of on and off the field, what, what do you say it is? Yeah, um, I think in terms of the the on and off the field, I, I guess this the thing I get the real sense of is like true true teamwork, um, in the sense that football is very different to the volleyball in the sense that you know there's a lot more people on the team all of a sudden there's a lot more people to have relationships with there's a lot more coaches and and like you touched on resources and that sort of thing to to go around on as well, but. I guess just that idea of everyone playing their role, knowing what their role is uh, and being able to work together, you know, towards that common goal of of winning and succeeding as a team. Yeah, that's um, not, not that volleyball is not a team sport, of course, as well, but I, I just find the nature of that and even particularly the relationships and, you know, how willing to invest into each other people players coaches support staff and the like have been yeah it's pretty amazing and I guess the other thing is just like the the attention that that football gets is just you know people could play for Australia in volleyball and you know we can barely name their names but you know I come to work on Monday after you know I embarrassingly react to taking a mark and not kicking a goal and all 18 people want to talk to me about it. So, yeah, it's just a completely different landscape and, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. It has been such a pleasure, Gabby, and, my gosh, if you've done this much in this short amount of time in footy, I think everyone that loves the code can be really excited about what's to come. So thank you for sharing some of how you got here and... Uh, good luck with where it goes from here. Yeah, oh, thanks, Sam. I'm Sam Lane, writer and co-producer of the originals, working with the superstar support of Richmond's excellent digital team. Special thanks Matt Collada, Ian Gall, Bilal Lali, Elizabeth Yor, and Josh Berryman. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you're into this, the first 10-part series of the originals is already banked. We had long-form chats with Katie Brennan, Mon Conti and Sabrina Frederick, just to name a few. You'll find these waiting to be downloaded wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, we sign off with the Richmond figurehead who signs off like nobody else. Over to you, Richmond President Peggy O'Neill. Go Tigers.